Welcome back, everybody, to the Black Wash Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. And today we got a, a kind of a contentious topic. It's kind of taboo, but if you, if you listen to the Black Wash Podcast, you know those are the type of topics that we love to address. So um, we're actually going to play a video clip for you guys today, and we're going to get my brother's thoughts on this. Not my actual brother, but, you know, you know how Kim folk is, you know, so... Uh, it's going to be a great discussion, but it's all love. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> all right, I'm about to play this video, and then we're going to get his thoughts on the video. This is from Ayala Vine Zantz, one of her episodes. It was a, a quite controversial episode, but I, I think it was a lot of thought-provoking context. So I'm going to play it, and then we're going to get his thoughts on it. I mean, they don't want to talk to me. Men and I talk to a white woman, they get mad. You want to think you're mad? I'm mad, too. Mm. There's a lot of anger inside of me. What about us? Black women talk about me, me, me. What about us black men? We go through stuff, too. We're tired of hearing the same thing of, oh, we're independent women. We're independent this, we're independent that. I'm independent, too. We have a lot in common. You have this imaginary wall around you. I don't know who damaged you. And me being a black man, I have to suffer for what somebody did to you. That has nothing to do with me. I'm not the enemy. I get that a lot from black women that we're the enemy, we're liars, cheaters, we're dogs. Diary of a mad black man. I have a journal I keep. And then when I show this side to women, they think it's it's a yeah, so that was the clip. And by the way, I don't own the rights to that clip, but I just wanted to play that because I like I said, I thought there was a lot of thought-provoking discussion happening. And I just want to uh, ask our friend and our co-host what he thinks about it. But first, uh, my co-host is going to introduce him. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to say my thoughts on this first. I think it's wild. I think for Black women, we see a lot of the opposite, where you hear Black men saying, oh, I only date this race. I only do this. I don't want to deal with Black women and kind of just cut them off and oust them from their category or pool of like to pick from. And I think it was very interesting because just recently I heard the exact opposite of that. And one of my coworkers pretty much said to me, yeah, so I would be interested in Black women and they would kind of friend zone me and this and that and this. And another coworker, first, I think it's so interesting that I work in this office and all the married Black men in my office are married to non-Black women. And that is so interesting to me. So two of them basically have the same stories. They've, both, they've all been married and all married non-Black women. And that was their thing, that Black women aren't interested in them and kind of just friend zone them. And it's, I just think that that's so mind blowing, especially because they're successful black men. So I brought one of my coworkers on to pretty much tell his story because I don't want you guys to think I'm making this fucking shit up. It's real. So we have Donovan Fleming who's joining us today. He is a very successful attorney, a black man. And I want to know why black women are not interested in him. He's a total freaking catch. Well, I can start by saying in high school, I was not so successful. <laughs> so we can Maybe start by there. Maybe you can out a little bit because now you have the total flex. Like you are the attorney and the new nice car. Like you have it all now. 
Yeah, but let's just get, get his initial thoughts on the video first, and then we're going to go into him personally. Just, just what did you think about the video? So the video was a surprise to me, and it, and it hit me. I, I didn't, I didn't expect that. It's and it's not what you usually hear. You're, I'm used to the opposite, like as Destiny said. So it was, it was interesting hearing from that view, but then at the same time, I can relate. And I didn't even know that I could relate to that. So just in the point of view that I just haven't heard before. In, in what ways do you think you can relate to that that brother's story? Because if you hear his voice, it seemed like it was really genuine and it was coming from a place of some actual hurt there. So like what, what parts of what he was saying really resonated with you? When he was talking about like, he's not the reason you're in pain, that I can relate with. Like I could, I see, I, I've heard that before. Someone said that to me, I've had to say it to someone else. And it's just interesting that so do you, do you think that most black women, the majority of black women are coming from some kind of hurt and pain? I think I kind of take offense to that. Why is it automatically, why do we all automatically think that that's what we're getting into? I wouldn't say like all of you, but I do think that's the stereotype that's built. So when I first think about it, the stereotype hits me. And then I do feel, when I think about it more, I don't think that's the truth. But I do, when I first heard that from um, that clip, I re I understood where he was coming from. Do you ever think you, like, because from what the brother sounded like he was saying, it sounded like he feels that he's prejudged because he says, you know, that we're dogs, that we're liars, that we're cheaters. And I'm just wondering, and those are certain, like, emotions that I've had almost directed towards me before. So I wanted to know, like, do you feel like you've ever been prejudged with, you know, black women, which kind of started to make you kind of jaded. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I would say I'm prejudged, but I feel like I'm prejudged on the other side. When I was growing up, a lot of them just thought I was a little nerd kid. So they didn't give me any time of day, to be for real. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, under, I understand how... I understand how they can think like that, but in the end... So do you say like when you're growing up, like most girls that you were attracted to were more so into the opposite, like thugs, like street guys, and they're saying like, oh, you're only into books and weird shit. I'm not into that. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Um, I played Pokemon cards longer than the normal kid, played Yu-Gi-Oh cards longer than the normal kid. So they weren't trying to mess with me. They weren't, they weren't about it. But and you, you know, know, it's funny because on a previous episode and I was discussing this with Destiny, and I always say we got to keep it real. I, I mentioned Childish Gambino because a lot of these, you know, black celebrities get this kind of like people say like, oh, you know, they, they act like they're down with the culture and then they date outside their race. And I'm and I always say, well, you have to understand that you're looking at Childish Gambino as he is now. But, you know, the kind of him being kind of different and kind of being into like maybe different genres of music or maybe anime and all that stuff. Growing up, that is probably things that within the black community, he might have been ostracized for. And the only people who were really checking for him was people outside. So now that he's successful, everybody was like, yeah, he could find anybody. But it's like, at, at what point, you know? Has, has that already built in. So I always say we have to be fair and it's not just an onus on black men to say, oh, well, they're not checking for sisters when if a lot of them have been ostracized for so long and then when they really get on, then all of a sudden sisters are interested in them, they might feel some type of way. 
That's totally Donovan. I remember when I was first meeting him, he had Nirvana as his background on his computer. And I was like, why do you got all those white people on your computer? Wait, time out. Nirvana's like, not to get off topic, but Nirvana is like legitimately awesome regardless. Thank you. You know, Thank like, you. especially in the 90s, smells like Team Spirit. That was everybody. Now, don't, I'm not saying that maybe Brothers was rubbing the shirt, but you was listening to it. You was listening to it for sure. I get, that was just interesting to me. But that wouldn't make me, for me personally, that wouldn't make me not interested in a person. So I just think it's really interesting. I think that I feel, well, I know from experience in my friends that they get caught up in guys who are like street guys and they can't really take care of you and do all these nice things that you deserve where there's a guy who's successful and he's a little bit different, likely because he grew up with friends who were predominantly white or white neighborhoods and they're into different things. And opposites also attract. So I don't think that offing them should be like the thing to do. And just like he was saying, he was attracted to women like the black women who were just friend zoning him. I have a, so I have a question. Do you have somewhat of a dating history with dating black women? And if so, what are some of the difference, like just in the aggregate? I know every individual situation is differently, but what are some differences that you've noticed when it comes to dating uh, black women versus dating outside of your race? Because, hey, I've I've done it too. So like I, I have, you Hold know. on, let me add to this. Just because like I know your day-to-day -day schedule. Can you imagine taking the heat from your boss all day and then going home and like dealing with a spicy woman <laughs> who you're married to? <laughs> okay, that was good. That was good that you added that. That gave me a different point of view. So my wife was very chill when I told her, you got to hold on to the baby a little longer even though you came from a full work of um, full day of work and you still have to keep the day because I had to do a podcast with my friend. Super cool about it. Um, she, she even helped me prep for it, you know, made sure I was ready for it. Um, I dated black girls in my life. I dated one white and then one, one who's claimed to be Mexican and white. So I don't have too much experience, but you know, I don't know. They're just all different people. I don't know. I try not to see people in a box, so I don't see them in their boxes. I don't think, honestly, well, so the black girl I dated was from Orange County, so I don't know if she's going to really count, you know. She acted more like the one I'm with now, to tell you the truth, than the other black girl I dated who was from L.A. So I don't know if that's saying anything, but it is what it is. And you know what? I think that's a fair, you know, point to make, because I always say, like, and I tell people this, I think you hit the nail on the head when you say, I don't put people in the box. Cause I always say, I don't care who you're attracted to. I don't care who you date and I don't care who you ultimately married. But it's the idea of the problem I have is the language that's sometimes associated with the issues when somebody says, oh, I will not date black women. And that's putting them all in some type of box which I think it just on its face is problematic. I, I have no problem with somebody saying, and and trust me, you know, you've graduated from law school, you're a lawyer now, I'm in law school, and trust me, they're not a bunch of, you know, people of color in general, let alone black people in that. So your social circle is not necessarily representative of your, you know, maybe your dating preferences anyway. So I always say that I'm, un I'm understanding with people, you know, dating as, you know, 
you know, people who are just simply very interesting and you have a lot in common and there's attraction. The thing I have in the language that I have a problem with is when people are like, well, I don't date black women because all black women are angry or I don't date black women because of that. And I think that's really where the problematic language comes from. And I think what happens is it starts to become cyclical. You have people on from black men saying that type of thing. And then you have black women becoming like kind of hardened to that, like almost rejection and becoming either, well, I'm a date outside my race or I'm gonna start perpetuating this narrative that there are no good black men or that black men, you know, aren't worth shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I've definitely become victim to that. I will admit it. I have definitely been at points in my life where I'm like that, but I try to say that I don't exclude, but I can see where it comes from. But when you have a guy who doesn't have any experience with that race or a black girl to say that, oh, I just don't date black girls. It's just like, what are you talking about? Your mama's black. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I think when you say it doesn't have any experience, I think it's worse when they do have experience because that's almost akin to the person who had one interaction with somebody of a different race that went negatively and now they're racist to the entire group and say, well, you know, and you know, you see this on a lot of things Well, like, well, you know, black people robbed me and now I hate all black people. You know what I'm saying? It's that same like flawed logic where I've had a negative experience with somebody of, uh, a di of either a certain race and now I'm going to attribute that to the entire race. And I don't care how many experiences you have. If you legitimately have had a hundred negative experiences like just take it if you had a hundred negative experiences in a row with somebody of the certain race there's over a billion people there's over seven billion people in the world so that hundred people are not even a fraction of the people in the world so to be able to make that type of claim off of such a limited data pool is such an ignorant way of thinking that it's automatically on its face problematic with me so that's why i always say and like i said I always say, I keep it consistent because I say the same thing when black people say, oh, well, white people are like that. Or, oh, if you're dating or you're married to somebody who's non-black, are they just going to get your money? Are they going to do that? I was like, I don't care how many people you ran into like that. There's no way you've ran into enough people for you to be able to make that judgment and be coming from a place of sound logic and fact. It's always going to be coming from a hyper emotional perspective. And, and on that alone, that's why I feel it's problematic, you know, and, but, but like I said, and I, and I, and I want to make sure that we're clear. We don't want to frame you as if you're one of the people who say like, oh, I like you're married now. So you're not dating anybody. But before that, like, oh, I never dated black women. This is simply the perspective of a man who said, hey, I kind of felt ostracized by black women. And for whatever reason, they weren't, you know, they weren't checking for me like that. And, but like, and I, and I almost struggled to ask this question. Do you think that there's anything like personal, personally about your personality that's incompatible with most black women? I try to, I try to answer this one so often. What'd you say? I said, talk about our office relationship. <laughs> she's okay. So she's very dominating over me and that might be an issue. She, whatever she tells me to do, I'll do it for the most part. And she, she does, she says so many disrespectful things, and I just don't say anything back. <laughs> so I don't know if that has, a, if that's an issue, but you know, that's that's our relationship. 
<laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. She does the same thing to me. And, and, <laughs> and let me tell you, like, that's not been my experience with all black women, but that's definitely her. That's definitely her for sure. So, you know, blink twice if you need me to save you. At the end of the day, I want the best for both of you. And both of you know that. I am just like a hard person. Like I care hardly. Now I have another question and I and I kind of, you know, I struggle to ask it and feel free not to answer it, okay? What's your relationship like with your mother? Oh, it's great. It's, it's so great. <laughs> That's so easy to answer. No, but you know, you know, like sometimes, you know, because there's that narrative and, and, I, and I've had this happen when I've dated outside my race. Somebody's like, you must hate your mother. And I'm like, no, I love my mother. She's actually awesome. Like she's, she's fantastic. It's like, so like, I know there's that discussion and some of it is rooted in uh, trauma. The people, not like people who are in your position who are like, you know, they simply weren't checking for me, but like where people who are like, I would never date a black woman, yada, yada. A lot of that, that's so like hard and filled, a lot of that is built out of some trauma or some issue that they do ultimately have with their mother. So, or uh, a lot of black men also date out of their race because they want little beige kids, little pretty beige kids. I got that so, with Donovan, by the way. So I have a, a beige child and it was a consideration, but it definitely was not the main point. It was, it definitely was not the main point. So you admit that you considered it. But no, but you have thing, a little pretty baby. You know, I, I, I love that he admitted it because <laughs> to be honest with you, the root of that is a lot of times, you know, in the media and growing up, it's this idea of colorism being like forced on our throats. So to, to see the remnants of that, you know, operating on him psychologically for him to be man enough to say, yo, like that was actually consideration. I think that's very real. Now, I think it's a problematic thought process, but the fact that he's uh, willing to admit it, I don't think we should jump down his neck because I think these conversations should be had. Because I always say it's like, we have a lot of things within the black community that we naturally think about, especially as men. It's like, oh, well, if I have a son, I don't want him to be gay. I don't want him to be this. I don't want him to, I don't want him to be, you know, like I said, I don't want him to be too dark. I used to, I heard this thing and I had never heard of it before. This one girl, and it was coming from a girl, beautiful chocolate woman, just like beautiful dark chin. And she said, her grandma used to like check the top of people, her, the baby's ears to see how dark they were going to be. And I'm like, what kind of mm -hmm. what kind of mm -hmm. shit is that? It's like that's such mm -hmm. a problematic thought process. But the fact that you're willing to admit it, I think, should be com uh, commended. But I will ask you: Is why do you think that was? Do you think it's it's just something naturally like? Because now, like the interracial thing is pushing. You're seeing a lot of these mixed babies, you know, with the tan skin but blue eyes, and like, and that contrast is it's mm -hmm. you know, objectively, it's a beautiful contrast. But why do you think that was ultimately a consideration? So I'm in shock right now because I just caught myself. You put me on blast right now, and I just recognized it. I didn't mean so, I didn't mean to, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. Oh, no, it's all good. It's thing. all good. I just never noticed that that I did take that into consideration. Like I didn't really think about it, but like I was like, well, if it did, you know, beige kids are beautiful. And I think I just basically left it at that. Not even added too much. It's you know, generally when you see a mixed person, generally people think they're attractive, and I was like, that's probably in her benefit. And I didn't think too much about it, but the fact that I did have that thought does me say something. Here's the thing though. I think it's very real. And I, and I tell this 
and I sometimes I struggle to admit this. I at one point would have been, and this is when I was younger, and I apologize to my friends who belong to this community. I would have felt a certain type of way if I had a kid who ultimately became gay. You know what I'm saying? That's just as foolish of a thought process as yours. So I don't point that out to like put you in some type of negative box. I just say like with all the things that your baby could ultimately have, like it can come out with like spina bifida, mm -hmm. so many different medical mm -hmm. conditions to think of anything other than I just want a healthy baby. It's like, it's kind of ironic. So I, and like I said, I just point that out about myself to let you know that, hey, you're not alone in, in these considerations. The thought I would have though is, as a black person and not a bad looking black person, my thought is, why do you think necessarily, oh, if I have a beige kid, the beige kid is definitely gonna be automatically a good looking person rather than think like, I'm a good looking person. I'm my, they're gonna have my genetics. Why wouldn't they be a good looking person? So I wasn't a hundred percent on it. Cause I know some beige kids and they're not attractive. So I had my worries and I know I have, my mom has kind of like ginger skins, ginger hair. So I was nervous that my beard would like be her real hair and she would have red hair. And then I was going to get nervous about the skin color with that red hair. So I had my, I was nervous about it. It wasn't a hundred percent. That's why I had to say generally they come out okay. Cause they're not always. But I love that. No, to be honest with you, I'm just going to throw this out there. You're one of my favorite guests so far. Cause you just keep it real. Like, like I said, don't be afraid to, you know, say what you feel. Cause I think that's a, a problem with it. It's because a lot of times, even when we attempt to have these conversations, we do it in such an inauthentic way that it, it doesn't achieve the goal. It's like, oh, I'm afraid to say this because I'll look a certain type of way and I don't want to look that way. So like I said, we have to be able to put things out in the open in order to be able to um, ultimately get to the root of some of these things. And like I said, you mentioned that you're a lawyer. And like I said, I'm in law school. Do you think also a part of it, other than personality, is especially as you've grown into adulthood and uh, pursued academia, like as far as going to law school, I don't know when you met your wife and got married, that because we're not represented in those areas. Let me add to this first. He's not dating some regular woman. She's also an attorney that he met in law school. So she's over here <laughs> breaking bread with him. So. No, but see, that was going to be that, that was going to be my next question that you kind of answered for it. It's like, and I always say this to these people, I always tell people, it's like, Yo, I kind of understand because a lot of people always say like, oh, black men get successful and then they go out there and get them a non-black woman. They go get something else. And I always say for some people that might legitimately simply be a preference. But even for people like me, where that's not the case, if I walk down my hall and threw a water balloon in the middle of a crowd, I'm only going to get one black person wet. And that's probably me. And I threw the, I threw the water <laughs> balloon. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when you're not that represented, you almost become like where uh, you've been to law school. So you're you're so busy. The only people you talk to really are yeah. other law students. So it's like ultimately you're gonna end up making that connection. And I'm and I don't want to be presumptuous because I have no idea, but I presume it's like that for medical school and in a lot of different arenas. So like and like I said, so for you, do you think that played a part in it too? Well, I'll say this much. There was one other black female in my class. She dated the other black dude who was a little bit more urban than me. 
a little bit more street than me. He was from Detroit. He had he had that kind of style going on compared to me, who's wearing a Nirvana shirt. So yeah. Oh my, he's wearing J's too. True. Yeah. No, but everybody wears J's. No. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. And, and I and I would tell and I tell Destiny because we're not highly represented in my law school, and we're one of the most diverse law schools in the country. Like that's what the school as a whole is known for. And like the one I was ch really checking for and like really pursuing, like she was already taken. So like, I'm in a situation where it's like, even though I value that actually, and I even actively seek like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a sister to talk to, like my options are so few, but I'm so busy with these nonsensical, you know, writing projects that I'm assigned that it's not like <laughs> I have so much time to be out. And, and she'll tell you, I'm not really on social media like that, where I'm like, oh, yo, let's go date. So all the people I date are other law students. And since mm -hmm. we're not represented, it's looking a certain type of way that it's really not <laughs> because only because that's just who I'm around. Or two, I I've already picked your wife out for you. She just lives somewhere else in nursing school. You didn't tell me none. Of that. I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to get into details. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I would respond with this, though. I was telling my parents at an early age, don't expect me to get with a black woman. Like, not that I was against it. I would say, like, middle schoolish, I can already tell because that's when it started happening. Like, girls who were attracted to me were not black i was attracted to everybody that mattered but the ones who gave me attention were not black chicks so i i prepared my mother pretty early that we might have the Bates child okay honest talk though was it prop because you said i prepared it far for it do you think that you did that because you felt like and like i said i don't want to mess up anything you got going on so if you feel like you don't want to mm -hmm. answer do you feel mm -hmm. like you had to do that because you felt like they kind of not that they were opposed to you ultimately marrying somebody outside your race, but that they were secretly rooting for you to find a black woman to ultimately marry. I mean, I think they were in the beginning, but I was always searching for whatever. I didn't, I didn't let anyone's thoughts, you know, change how I felt about anybody. So I would chase who I wanted to chase. Wait, and sometimes what, what's it was, your type? I told you, Destiny, I don't really have a type. I just like be attractive, be smart, and, you know, don't be boring, don't be mean. I don't like mean girls. You know, so pretty much just not destiny. Too. Anybody who's not destiny. I didn't want to say it, but I was low-key leaning that way. He's already told me in the office. I was like, first of all, I'm not looking for your kind. He was like, we not checking for you either. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally knows all my business. He knows. <laughs> but you know what? No, let me point this out. I think it is beautiful that to have somebody with your perspective and my cousin's perspective to be able to have positive dialogue and a solid relationship. Now, I'm not saying you guys would be friends if you guys necessarily didn't work with each other, but nobody requires you to hang out or even talk mm -hmm. outside of the workplace. So the fact that you're here says like, there's some level of maturity on both sides to say like, this is my situation and this is your situation. But as, you know, just as people, not even as black people, but just as people, we can come to a mutual understanding and a respect. So I think that that's cool. I think that that's, and I think that's major because a lot of times the conversation around this particular issue is very contentious. And every time we have it, it's like, okay, let's make sure that there's nothing sharp around. So it's not, you know, people throwing things back at each other. I have a question. Do you ever feel like 
you're getting side eye as being because you know there's this narrative that there's not a lot of successful black men out there so do you ever feel like you're getting side eye as a successful black man you seem like you're of good character and they're like well why didn't you pick one of us you know what i'm saying do you ever feel like that there's that pressure within your community to be like yo you're one of the good ones there's only 10 and you pick somebody outside of the community do you ever feel that i would say by black men no i do not Black men don't give a I, shit. Nah, they do not. They still give me the, the heads up and everything. But black women, they usually do, you know, the older ones, like, they don't say hi to my wife when they, they walk by. They don't say hi to her. Like, it, it is a little bit, you know, something there. And she she was prepared for it because I kind of wondered. Honest, but. Honest. And like I said, I don't want you to say anything because check this. And this is coming from experience. I've dated every color of the rainbow. In certain situations, now you're married, so that's different. I've never been married. Certain situations, I'm not saying it's not ideal to not be dating somebody of your color, but it's like you feel like it's hyper. You're hyper aware that you're not with somebody who's of the same color. There's always that hyper awareness. To, like there's sometimes you'll be out and you'll be like, yo, I'm super aware that who I'm dating right now is not black right now. I was just going Irvine, so... There's a whole bunch of white people, and they, they <laughs> let me know. They for sure let me know. There was, there was a hyper-awareness. I think <laughs> retrospect, like, I want the best for Black women, and I think that we're attracted to things that we shouldn't be attracted to because just being around Donovan every day, I know that he's a really good guy. I asked him the wildest shit all day. You know how my mind is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's genuinely a good guy. And I think God, I think women, we are just um, designed to want to fix someone where you have the mindset. It's just like you are completely devoted to your wife. Like you've never cheated. Like you want the best for your family. Literally, you go to work every day thinking about your family and why you have to strive and do the best. And I think for women that are black women who aren't attracted to you, they're not thinking about the bigger picture. And it's more so, oh, well, I can't be in the car with him and we're not gonna be listening to the same music. We're not gonna vibe like that. And it's just, I think that, especially for me, you just have to think about your future and security. And you are the person that, I mean, all women should be going after. So I just felt like that was so disappointing when you're like, yeah, like, Black women, they always friends on me. And another employer that we have there said the same thing. He's like, I always would try to go for them, but I was just not, you know, like edgy enough or street enough. And and here's the thing, which which is crazy about it, is because like you know, you know me personally. I'm not a hood dude at all, like at all. But the fact that I play sport is like, oh, I can date him because he plays sports. It's like, it's like, well, what about if I didn't play sports? What about if I was on the chess club? Maybe what about if I was a mathlete, but I was still a good dude? You know what I'm saying? And I, I think it's 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 the I dude. Come on. No, but what I'm saying, I think the problem that that is starting to that I want people to take away from this episode is that. The issue is on both sides, because I think naturally we look at it as just a, a problem with black men in general, or we look at it as just a problem with black women in general and realize that there's a disconnect that's happening in the middle. 
and the vast majority of the discussions are happening on the sides and it's not addressing the, the middle where it's really taking place. So you're getting somebody like Donovan who's, you know, is really doesn't have a position that's anti-black at all, but yet he gets framed on the polar because that's where the discussion is taking place because of the fact that nobody wants to ultimately address the middle and say, well, before I was a successful lawyer and stuff like that, I was checking for people who in return weren't checking for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think, especially as it becomes to be, and I'm, and I'm not saying this about Donovan's situation, I'm saying as more as interracial relationships start to become more prevalent and more fetishized, you're gonna start to see this, this disparity start to even grow even more and more. And what we're now starting to see, because before it really used to just be the black man who was really going outside the race. And now we're starting to see the black woman who are starting to say, you know, well, you know, we're doing it too. And it's all built off of this, this narrative that's not necessarily true in a large sense, but it's true enough on a, a, on a, a smaller level that it gets people to believe it. And then that's how we have this sort of schism that we're at right now. No, straight up. And I think that we need to just come together and like build that barrier. And I think that everyone should just be a little bit open-minded because you miss out on great opportunities on both ends. And it, I mean, it's just, it's just quite disfortunate. But Donovan, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great conversation, I believe. And I think that it's something that very well needed to happen because it's something that's not being discussed and uh, i want to thank you guys all for joining us and we will be back with you next week all right thanks you guys for listening and if you haven't already please like and subscribe to our podcast i am destiny johnson i'm larry sampson thanks for joining us and remember we said that shit and we meant that shit